Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to another live session of Looking Up. You're joining Sharissa Tarosian and Pastor Danny Malenkov, actually. How are you, Pastor Danny? I am praising the Lord, praising the Lord. <laughs> That's always good to hear. So it is a little bit overcast here in Newcastle where we are uh, sending this out to you from, but we welcome you all wherever you're joining us from. If you're driving or you're at home listening, welcome, welcome, welcome to this program. And uh, if you would like to interact with us at any point during this program, we would love to hear from you. And there's just a couple of ways you can connect with us. Firstly, you can call us on 1-800-324-843, or you can text any comments, questions you might have, or even a prayer request that you might have um, to us on this number, 0491-064-669. We'd love to hear from you at some point, if uh, if you can, but uh, we always love just sharing this time with you. And also, if you would like to look up any of our past episodes, we want to remind you that you can find them on the Faith FM website under the podcast section. And uh, if you're joining us for the first time in a while, we have been having some epic topics, and last mm-hmm. week was a pretty big one. We did the Mark of the Beast last week. It was a two-part series, so last week was the second half. There was the second half, so when I came in on the second half, (laughs) it was like, bang, (laughs) Uh, for me. But yeah, it was a real wonderful Bible study, and so if you missed it, you really would be blessed to go back, look it up, and listen to it, take the time to go through it, because today we're kind of surfing that wave, and we're going to continue talking about um, themes in connection to it, talking about the Sabbath. Um, time is just flying away here, so we will come back to you after this next song. It's called The Hymn, Oh What Mercy. May you enjoy this song, and then we will be back to hear more of the news about what's been happening in your life, Danny, and mine, and until then... Enjoy this song. Children cry to 
song and welcome back to all of our listeners wherever you are you are listening to looking up with danny and charissa and this has come time to our news segment Mm -hmm. um danny so we have some sad news today and that is that shell is not here Mm. but she's at home listening with her eyes closed (laughs) on her bed (laughs) that's right according to the message she sent us so shell um, we hope you're enjoying a well-earned rest and recovering. That's right. Recovering very, very quickly. So That's God right. willing, she'll be with us next week. Yes, we miss her. But she left us in very good and capable hands. She did indeed. And uh, she has left us with Enhiki. <laughs> Got Enhiki, it. Enhiki, indeed. Yeah. Some people call him Henry, but I, it's Enhiki. I called him Enrique. Yeah. And he just smiled. <laughs> He's very polite because he's not from Australia. That's so right. he's very polite. He's Where's from, he from? He's from Brazil. Brazil. The, the, the best soccer players on the planet are from Brazil. <laughs> Aren't they? Oh, absolutely they are. Except for the time in the World Cup semifinal when they got thrashed by Germany 7-1. Yeah. That, that is, that must have been rigged. That, <laughs> there's no way the Brazilian team in a World Cup semi-final, could lose 7-1. I think every Brazilian's agreeing with you right now. Yeah, it's just crazy. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, but um, the problem was um, Enhiki was not on the team. If <laughs> that, he was on the team, was. if he was defending, there is no way half those goals would have gone through. So anyway. Well, yeah, I'm not so good on my uh, soccer, but yeah, we're really happy then Enhiki's mm. here and he's mm. keeping us to time and allowing us to be live on air. So I guess, um, has anything big happened in your world the last oh, weekend? Anything big, um, I guess. We did have Anzac Day Yes, just we recently. did. We did have Anzac Day. We had a very special Anzac Day service at our church. Did you? Um, on fact, Anzac Day? Yeah. Oh, no, well, no, it wasn't on Anzac oh. Day, um, <laughs> the day before Anzac Day, so yeah. on Saturday, yeah. uh, the 24th. And uh, I want to encourage people, if you want to um, uh, yeah, see an incredible life, true life story drama, we had uh, 
one of our drama team. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a school teacher, Celia Moncrief. She's just incredible um, putting together dramas. And anyway, she shared in drama form, it went for about 30 minutes, the experience of her own mother during World War II. She was only young. Um, she was in love with a, a young man. Mm-hmm. And they were going out and he went to war. And that's all I'm going to share. Uh, the rest of the story you have to find out. So it's easy. All you need to go, you need to go to our church website. That's yeah. the Hillview. So if you go to Hillview Adventist Church, uh, just go to hillviewadventist.org. Um, I think that's the right a website and go into the sermon section or it'll probably be there on the main page, on the home page. You'll see the Sabbath service, April 24, and you'll watch that. That's part of the service. That was very, very powerful. That was a really good True play. story. Yeah. True story. So that was, that was the woman that's playing, um, yeah, the mother of, 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 of the soldier going to war. Her actual real mother, whose name is Veronica in that drama, was um, the girlfriend hmm. at the time. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to give away anymore. It's it's a true story and it's really powerfully done. And it's very, very humorous as well at the same time. Okay. Well, you've given it a really good plug there. I think we'll have to go and check it out. Yeah. I think, um, did anything else exciting happen on your weekend? Um, on my weekend? Uh, or yeah. since we last were here? I guess, look, um, not sure. Yeah, well, it is exciting. I have... Um, been uh, filming some uh, messages for That's 3ABN, right. 3ABN yep. um, television, which is a worldwide Christian network. Mm-hmm. And we have a studio here in Morissette, Lake Macquarie, not far from where we are here in the studio. So yesterday and today, the morning, I was filming uh, a series on Noah. I did a sermon Ooh, series. Yeah, I did a sermon. I love that story. Yeah, it's a great story. Those four chapters in the book of Genesis are just so powerful, and I've been digging really deep into that. Mm-hmm. I did a sermon series last year mm-hmm. in my church on Noah, and so 3ABN asked me to do that. Um, yeah. You on, might have to take us through the series. Yeah, it's very powerful. It's very, very powerful. I'd so, love to hear it. So I did that over the last couple of days, including this morning, and uh, I'll be finishing off two more next week. So... Yeah, that's that's kept me busy and out of mischief, that's for sure. But I went for a bike ride on Sunday, which was fantastic. That's, I really that enjoyed that. That is good too. Yeah, yeah well, um What about you? I don't know if I can top that. I've had oh, a pretty I'm sure you can. That was <laughs> We uh we started a family life series at Hamilton Church oh, this wow. weekend and it's going to be going for the next 4 weeks after last Sabbath. So, yeah. uh yeah, that was really good. And uh we'd welcome anyone in the community who wants to know more about families to check it out or you can go to the Facebook page. I don't think it's on the website, but it's on our Hamilton Church Facebook page. This week we're going, I think it's entitled When You Let God Write Your Love Story. Oh, oh, <laughs> another you, love story. Yeah. So that could, so they could watch the Hillview as yeah. a preparation for Saturday. There you go. Because it's go. all about love. There you go. Can't go wrong. So that's what we had on Sabbath. And uh, yeah, I've just been keeping busy with a bunch of other things that aren't too exciting, but. Mm. Yeah. Life, life, life is like that, isn't it? It's a blessing uh, to be alive. It is, it is, and I praise the Lord each day when I wake up. Yeah, that I'm awake. In fact, I, I just just this week because I'm I'm heading to fifty, Charissa. <laughs> um, this year I'm going to hit hit the big five zero. Uh, when when around about uh, when? Middle of the year somewhere okay, they okay. say somewhere. We will keep ourselves <laughs> prepared for that moment. <laughs> anyways, anyways, um, so. 
I I came across this I came across this um, news article on ABC News and it really startled me because it's not something that you really hear of um, in the media. But one of Australia's um, biggest killers mm-hmm. is sudden cardiac arrest. Have you heard of sudden cardiac mm-hmm. arrest? No, I haven't. People die in their sleep. Um, there's no reason for it. Most of the time, there's there's there are no signs mm-hmm. attached to it, and only ten percent of individuals who suffer a sudden cardiac arrest actually live to wow. tell the story. And uh, the frightening thing was, so there's twenty thousand Australians that die every year of sudden cardiac arrest, and of those twenty thousand, two thousand are aged under fifty. So when I read that, I was like, wow, including they were, they were doing a story on a 31-year-old mm. fit mountain bike rider mm. and a bike rider, which I am, 31, he died in his sleep, mm. literally died in his sleep. And the, you know, the autopsy was done and so on and so on. They could not find any reason for it. And you know what? Um, and that's a pretty sober and surreal story. And some of our listeners may have family or friends that have, that have suffered, um, you know, a sudden, a cardiac arrest and it's and it's just it's just so tragic beyond words but what it made me think was how am i using each and every day that's a you know, good point how am i using each and every day is every day a day for the honor and glory of god am mm. i redeeming the time mm. as the apostle paul says for the days are evil because you know, I'm, I'm a fit person. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. I'm a fit person. I praise Him for that. I look after my health and so on and so forth. But there's no guarantees. That's I right. mean, you know, you can do all the right things and get sick anyway. Exactly right. So, um, or get hit by a car or whatever or whatever. So it was just a sober reminder for me just to make the most of every opportunity. Uh, to share Jesus, to allow Him to work in your life. That's a really good uh, reminder for all of us because, you know, you look at this world and, yeah, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Nobody is. We have the today, mm. right now. And I've uh, been looking at the news and just seeing mm. the terrible, uh, particularly what's happening in India oh, right yeah, now. Very just sad. really sad um, pictures coming uh, through on the news at night. And I've got a couple of families in my church. I don't know if you have any families in your church, but I've got a couple of families in my church that are from India. Mm. And they have family over there in India, and yeah, we've been doing a lot of praying for them and with them. Mm. And so it's a yeah, it's it's a real tragic state of affairs of yes. what's unfolding there, like a tsunami, literally. And that's what the that's what the news people are referring to it as a as a COVID tsunami that's just overwhelmed their whole medical system. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's. Uh COVID just doesn't disappear from the news, does it? It doesn't. You know, they talk about these waves, the COVID wave, you know, the first wave, second wave. And, um, yeah, we're blessed here in Australia. You know, we're isolated and, uh, you know, we're going about our activities relatively normally, Mm -hmm. um, by and large. But, yeah, in other parts of the world, in particular India, Mm. uh, it's it's, it's just a a real sad state of affairs. And do you know what, Sharissa, all these things tell us that Jesus is coming soon. I know you've been sending me some stuff. I've sent you some stuff um, that we've, you know, found online Mm. regarding, you know, the signs of the times and the way world events, those prophetic world events are really ramping up. Yes. And, you know, each and every day I, I come to a even firmer conviction that we are literally at the very end of time. There are literally seconds to midnight. You know, mm. we, we don't have a lot of time left. So true. So just how wonder, long? how much longer can the world yeah, be? I mean, I mean it's, it's, you know what I believe? I really do believe that 
what is stopping um, this world from catapulting into even more um, chaos and confusion is those four winds mm. that are being restrained according to the book of Revelation chapter 7 by God. Yes, you know, God the grace res- of God is holding it That back. is it, that is it. I cannot, I cannot think of anything else that is restraining, you know, the evil forces from having their, you know, from having from having this final full assault on God's truth and God's people, which is, you know, where the book of Daniel and Revelation takes so us. so true. And, you know, I've, I've, on that note, I've been having a number of random, they're not connected individuals, but different people have been having really interesting conversations mm. with me about how they really personally sense a, a desire to study the Bible. They're mm. not Bible Amen. students, but they want to know more about what the Bible says or, um, you know, they sense that their lifestyle is not what God wants it to be and they... It's been really encouraging, actually. And these people are witnessing to their family members. Wow. Uh, and they don't know everything that you and I know. They just mm. know, they're just beginning the walk of faith, but yeah. they are holding on to everything that they learn about God and His truth with both hands mm. and sharing Amen. it, which is encouraging. And I believe we'll see more of that yeah. too as people are waking up to, hey, this world's a mess and yeah. the, the best thing is to look up to the one who That's right. That's why we call soon. this show Looking Up. Oh, is that why? Yeah. <laughs> As Jesus said, when you see all these things come to pass, the things that we talk about, the things that people see on the news, he says, you know, don't look around, don't look down, don't look at yourself, but he says, look up because your redemption is drawing near. So we are indeed drawing near. And, you know, um, as... as as, as those winds of strife are let loose and as evil accelerates, so too God's Holy Spirit will be accelerating. Amen. His work, His mighty work. So we have these two, these two superpowers, if you like, because mm. they are superpowers. We have God through His Holy Spirit, um, blanketing the world one final time with the message of God's grace and a call to receive that. Amen. And then you have, you know, the enemy is seeking all he can do to, to, to prevent people, to deceive people, to somehow distract and side discourage, them. sidetrack them from receiving that final call that God has. Yeah, that's, that's where we are. We're that's right where there. We are. So now's indeed. the time for people to be really digging deep into Amen. God's word. And if, Amen. if you're listening to this and thinking, Oh, I really want to study the Bible, well, you're listening to a good show because you're going to be doing that with us today. But not only that, people could, um, call in or text Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. We'd love to hear from people. If you want to call in with a question or a comment, feel free to do that. We would love to hear from you. And, and if they want a Bible study, if they yeah. want someone to help them to know. Absolutely. We have people Ready and waiting. They're like just biting at the bit, wanting to study the Bible with someone who is keen and interested. So if you want to study the Bible with someone in person, it can be like face-to-face, it can be um, on the phone, it can be via Zoom or whatever method uh, you prefer and you're comfortable with. Just give us a call and we will ensure someone opens the Bible. And if it need be, Sharissa will turn up to your house, even if you're five hours away, she'll drive all the way there to study the Bible with you. Well, she'd like, she'd like, I'd love to, to. Yes, <laughs> she'd love to, but it may be a bit more challenging. But anyway, anything's possible. But yeah, certainly people need to, yeah, let us know.
Yeah. Is there any other news headlines that you felt we should uh, comment well, on today? Well, where do we start? There is there is just so much, Sharissa, um, taking place. We just uh, there was just a climate summit. There was a climate summit that, that Joe Biden, I believe, let out in. Yes, if I, I remember correctly, too. I've sort of been away from the news because I've been busy with this three ABN series and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other things. But yeah, that's certainly ramping up, mm-hmm. and um, that's that has very serious implications. It, with the things that we're going to be even talking about today. Yes, I'm really looking forward to that conversation. So uh, maybe we can tell everyone to hang around. Mm. Don't go too far because right after the news, we've got a song and a news break and then we'll be back with our beginning of our Bible study. And today we thought we'd carry on from where we left off last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so want to give everyone a heads up of what our topic will be? Sure. Um, in in line with what we, what we celebrated or commemorated here in Australia, in New Zealand on Sunday, lest we forget, mm-hmm. it'll be along those lines. So we're going to be taking a look at um, uh, a precious blessing that God gave to the human race, each and every work, and lest we forget, we're going to be reminded of that during this program. Amen. So look forward to it and stay tuned, everyone. We'll be back right after this break. What do I have that hasn't been given? Even the breath I breathe, the mercy of heaven All that I have is your provision So be still my soul Be still my soul Be still and know That you are not worried Even now I sense your presence around me I remind myself when my heart is racing Be still my soul Be still my soul Still and know We still let go
still and know you still let go be still my soul everyone you're listening to a repeat of our live show looking up that's right and if you think this is good you'll definitely want to tune in on wednesdays at 3 30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate there's a free giveaway that you can claim you can text in your questions and prayer requests live is so much more fun so catch you then you're listening to faith fm positively different radio Hey there, dudes and dudettes. This is Robbie. And I'm Tash from Real Faith. If you'd like to have a more vibrant walk with God, then come join us from 3.30 to 5.30 every Thursday hour to hear fresh stories of God working in real people's lives. Digging deep into the scriptures and having a fun time. We'll We'll see see you there.
were listening to Jason Cook, Holy Holy Creator of Time. What a beautiful song and welcome back to Looking Up with Danny and Charissa and you are just tuning in to a very important part of our afternoon program here. It's the time for us to study the Bible together. And uh, as mentioned, we've got an exciting subject. So before we go any further, we should open with a word of prayer. Amen. Danny, would you open for sure, us? Sure, I'd love to. Father in heaven. We thank you for the privilege of opening your word. We don't take it for granted, for we know, dear Lord, that men and women down through the ages have have been willing to give up their very lives for the sake of having your scriptures in their hand. And so, Father, we have your scriptures in our hands, and we ask and pray that you will bless our time together in your word, and as we open it, that you will open our hearts and our minds, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We want to recap a little bit before we dive into the Bible study today. And so last week I mentioned we talked about the mark of the beast, but if we back up even before that, we were trekking through the book of Daniel. Mm -hmm. I think when we come back to that, we'll be in Daniel chapter 8. That's right. Uh, But we took a detour because we had a number of people emailing us and asking in questions about the vaccine and is it connected to the mark of the beast Mm -hmm. and so that's why we took the two-week detour um the last two weeks and we discovered what Mm. well we discovered that the vaccine is certainly not the mark of the beast because the mark of the beast issue is is centered on worship that's right. Is centered on worship so if i if i you know happen to get the the vaccine that doesn't mean I'm worshipping um, the government or I'm worshipping the vaccine or whatever the case may be. So the issue is over worship um, when it comes to the mark of the beast. But we kind of, um, we really haven't taken a, a major detour, um, Sharissa, because in Daniel chapter 7, that we went through Daniel chapter 7, it spoke there of the little horn power. Good point. The little horn power, uh, the antichrist power, and uh, that little horn power, uh, we discovered the the reformers and the Bible clearly identify as the as the Roman Church state or the Christian Church of the Dark Ages, as some have, or the medieval Church, as as some have termed it, and so we discovered that that this power is mentioned in Revelation, mm. also in Revelation chapter 13 and elsewhere, and it's not the little horn there, but there it's mentioned as this beast mm-hmm. that comes up out of the scene, Revelation 13 verse 1, with seven heads and ten horns. And this beast demands worship. Yes. I'm, I sit corrected. I'm glad you, you yeah. drew that connection. And so, and so you have the mark of the beast connected to worship yes. um, is is what is the mark of of this power, the Roman Church State. And so that is what we unpacked um, in the whole Mark of the Beast Bible study. So it's very much connected with Daniel 7. And if I could just say this, because in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, it says, He, this power, mm-hmm. would seek to change God's times and laws. Mm-hmm. And so we discover that the Mark of the Beast is connected with God's holy law. Mm. In fact, it's the opposite to the seal of God, which we discovered is it in the heart of God's law. Yes. We and found so, God's seal yeah. in the heart of God's law. Yeah. Specifically the fourth commandment correct. has all of those things and there were three things uh, that the seal needed to have. It That's needed right. to have a name, a title, and a territory. That's right. And that commandment is can, the only one. It's the only one of the ten 
that contains all those three elements. That's right. So that's brought us to today and okay. the Sabbath. So we discovered that the seal of God is the Sabbath at the end of time. Whereas the mark of the beast at the end of time is Sunday. You know, the, the counterfeit Sabbath at the end of time. That'll be the test. So at the end of time, the test will be over worship and the two, and, 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 and the, and, and the two days that are outward that the whole world will have to decide which way it will go will be on the Sabbath issue. So there'll be those who want to keep God's commandments and be faithful to Him mm-hmm. and they will continue to honor God every seventh day Sabbath and they will keep that day holy and so on and so forth. We're going to talk about that more so in this program. And then you're going to have those who, who will take on board um, this mark of the church's authority and for the sake of buying and selling, for the sake of even preserving their lives, according to Revelation chapter 13, they will be willing to partake in this worldwide initiative of setting aside Sunday. We don't know what it's going to look like and how it's going to be rolled out. But maybe su- like a day for the planet. A day for the planet. <laughs> um, and we're going to maybe talk a little bit about that um, somewhere today or, or down the track. But yeah, day for the planet, day for the environment, a day for families, uh, a day for health, uh, a day for, you know, just world peace, a day for world peace every week. Mm. So, yeah. All right. So this is this is very multi-layered and very, mm. very relevant to right yeah. now. Again, just highlighting, you know, the issue at the end is worship. That's mm. the issue that's brought into sharp focus in Revelation 13. And it's the issue which the three angels' messages really addresses and calls us to fear God, give glory to Him. Revelation 14, we're talking about. There's three angels that John sees. And in verse 7, the angel, first one opens his mouth and says, fear God, give glory to Him for the hour of His judgment has come and worship Him Mm. who made the heavens and the earth. And so um, this brings us to our subject today. and We want to unpack the beauty of the seventh-day Sabbath as we find it in the Bible. And I guess to begin that, we need to go to the very beginning. So we should go to Genesis. And um, Genesis chapter 2, and we can read together verses 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Did you want to read it, Pastor Danny? Sure, I could. Um, Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Yeah, that's a that's the the foundation of the beginnings of the Sabbath yeah. that we find in Scripture, and it's a very beautiful passage that you just read. I've highlighted different things in in it um, mm-hmm. because I noticed there were some repetitions. Uh, the reference to the seventh day is repeated three times: the wow. seventh day, the seventh day, the seventh day. But not only that, it refers to the work which He had done. Mm-hmm. So God is resting from His work on mm-hmm. that day, and He gives the Sabbath to us as this gift. Is there anything else you wanted to? Well, I just want to say that this this reminds us. Um, the Sabbath reminds us each and every week, as you have pointed out, that God is our Creator. Because it's interesting, um, God created the world in six twenty-four literal days, and then on the seventh day He rested. So all of His work was completed. Everything was, in fact, very good, according to the previous verse in Genesis one thirty-one, and uh, and this this is a bit like an artist. 
If you think of an artist painting a beautiful painting and he completes the painting and what does he do as a final act? He signs off. Oh, yeah. Signed his name. Yeah, he signs his name. That's never going to happen with me. It's like I've never seen (laughs) it. I'm not an artist, so I've never had to do that. But an artist's final act is to sign his or her name on that artwork. Mm -hmm. And so this signifies that this artwork belongs to them. Mm -hmm. They are the creators of this artwork. And so the Sabbath day reminds us each and every week that this world that we live in, our relationships, everything that we see, everything that we feel, it all comes from the hand of God. And we worship Him according to that scripture you shared in Revelation 14, 7. Fear God and you know, give glory to Him um, and worship Him who made heaven and earth to see in the springs of water. We worship God. We honor Him. We remember Him and uh, we thank Him each and every Sabbath that He is our Creator. He's created everything and he's also our sustainer. He gives us life. And if I could just add this, it's a, it's a little like, um, Anzac Day. I mentioned that earlier. You know, we've just had Anzac Day a few days ago mm-hmm. on Sunday. And on Anzac Day, uh, the most famous three words that are repeated over and over and over and over again are the words, lest we forget, lest we forget. So we pause each and every April 25. And we've been doing that since 1916, the first Anzac Day. Yeah, that's a good And point. we pause to remember the great sacrifice of men and women um, down, down through our history here in Australia uh, that have been willing to sacrifice all for our freedoms. So each and every Sabbath, lest we forget, we pause and we remember. That's a very powerful analogy right there. I even heard an Australian politician on the news refer to Anzac Day as a sacred day. Mm. Because of the sacrifices that were made, it should be something that's sacred to us. In fact, talking about that, um, it's a sacred day. I had, I was, I was visiting in, um, where was it? Um, Mullumbimby? Mm -hmm. I was visiting in Mullumbimby and there they have a memorial. They have a memorial, and um, out at the front of the memorial, like there's you know a chain you know around the memorial, <laughs> excuse me, so that you don't go you know at the memorial. And I've got a picture over here, and uh, there was a sign there where the chain was, sacred war memorial. Please keep off sacred. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, war memorial. Please keep off. So this is something sacred, something special, and um, yeah, something to be. Uh, something to be respected as such. And it's so important that we remember this as the foundation for this Bible study, especially too, but like to remember that we were created, mm. that we have a creator. It changes everything, your outlook on life. This planet is not just is not the result of blind chance. We're not just over-advanced fungi hurtling through cold and meaningless space. Mm. We were made by God, and this same God has bequeathed to us the Seventh-day Sabbath as a gift in Mm. time. And it's beautiful, um, this gift. We want to talk more about it. But uh, on that note, you said, lest we forget. Mm -hmm. It's so important that God went ahead and He placed the Sabbath not only in the seven-day week, but He put a reminder in about this special day in Mm. the Ten Commandments. So we should look at that. Um, In Exodus chapter 20, I think we might have read this last week. Exodus chapter 20, uh, verses 8 through to 11. Well, do you want to read it, Sharissa? You've got a lovely reading voice, (laughs) unlike my croaky voice. (laughs) All right, here we go. The Bible says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. 
Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Mm, powerful. So... What's What makes this commandment so unique? They're all special, but what's unique about this one? As we pointed out earlier, this is the only commandment out of the ten, and in particular out of the four that deal with our relationship with God, that tells us who God is. Mm-hmm. You know, the others are, you know, thou shalt have no other gods before me, thou shalt not, you know, any graven images, and so on and so forth. Thou shalt not take the Lord thy God's name in vain. But this is the only commandment that tells us why God is worthy to be worshipped mm. because he is, like you said, the creator God. He is the creator God. And, I mean, I'm a parent. If my children ask me, well, why, sh- why should I listen to you, Dad? <laughs> you know, why should I pay any attention to what you say? Why should I respect you? I would simply say, well, you know, by God's grace, your mother and I, we brought you into this <laughs> world. We have fed you. We have clothed you. You, you have, you know, you have an... I don't want to use the word obligation, but you have a responsibility. I don't mind using that word. You have a responsibility to honor us as your parents because we are the ones, by God's grace, not through our own strength, but by God's grace and through the miracle of life, we have brought you into this world. Mm. We have nurtured you. We have we have taken care of you and continue to take care of you. You can't argue with that. No. <laughs> And, um, yeah, and I'm not sure what, how they would respond to that, but, <laughs> but really that's the bottom line. Yeah. The bottom line is, you know, we have received privileges. We receive privileges each and every moment of every day. It's God who, who ensures that our heart beats. It's God who provides air for us. He gives us everything. He alone is worthy to be worshiped. He's mm-hmm. our creator God. Mm-hmm. And so he calls us to remember the Sabbath because in remembering the Sabbath, we will remember him. Mm. You almost wonder how different the world would be if everyone remembered the Sabbath day to keep it Well, there'd be no atheism. Yeah, that's a good point. And then there'd be no crime. That's right. Uh, It would change everything. It would. It would be a little piece of heaven on earth. It would indeed. It would indeed. And uh, something else that strikes me about this commandment is it begins with the word remember. It's mm. the only one of the ten. And it's almost mm. like God knew that we might have a tendency mm. to forget. Um, but not only that, the reason he says remember is because he had already instituted it. He'd already given it to us That's way right. back in Eden. So he yeah. says, remember that day Absolutely. and keep it holy. We'll come back with more on this. There's so much we can say. And we haven't, we've only gone to two passages so far. So stay tuned and we'll be back with after this beautiful song. It's called the Sabbath song. You are welcome in this place Father, you are 
Welcome back, all. You're listening to Looking Up, and that was a very beautiful rendition of the Sabbath song by Ali and Leighton Heiss. Well, we are in the middle of a Bible study here, if you're listening, wherever you're listening from, and we are looking at the subject of the seventh-day Sabbath, and we just looked at it in Genesis, and we see it as coming to us as a gift from God at creation when He created the world, and then He rested on the seventh day from all His work, which He had done. And uh, it's kind of like the capstone on creation. It is. It's like the icing on the cake. It was just uh, a very special thing. And then we went from there to Exodus 20. And we find there in the Ten Commandments, uh, the fourth one begins with the word remember. And that's where we left off um, during the break. But uh, there were some other things that we could definitely unpack from Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 to 11. And you mentioned something to me during the break. Do you want to comment on that? Sure. Um, the Sabbath was was given for the entire the entire planet, not just not just for humans, mm-hmm. but the entire planet. And the and the Sabbath commandment, in fact, uh, points out that the Sabbath is given to not only not only men and women, but it's also given to the animals. Mm. You know, um, it says here in the commandment, it says, uh, "Where are we here?" Uh, in it, that is, on the Sabbath, you shall do no work, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. The animals so get a mention. The animals get a mention. And there's more because yeah. um, each and every seventh year, each and every seventh year, the Israelites were commanded to rest the land. So the land rested. The land had a Sabbath each and every seventh year. Mm-hmm. And they were to simply, people may be wondering, well, what, what did the people eat during that seventh year? Well, God provided. Uh, naturally, things grew, you know, from the previous year and or whatever the case may be. God provided. They certainly were not short. Um, they had food grown naturally. I mean, just organically, you could say. <laughs> um, so, so the land rested. Then you have slaves. Um, or servants uh, who would serve for six years, and on the seventh year, they would be released. So it wasn't just the seventh day. It was also like the seventh year. So this was built into the DNA of the children of Israel. And here in the commandment, it's clearly for every single person, including the environment. And uh, during COVID, we discovered that when when we went into lockdown, when industry shut down, all of a sudden, you know, the, the waterways, the the skies cleared up and a lot of people were saying, wow, this is amazing, you know, blue mm-hmm. skies, especially places like China mm-hmm. where they haven't seen the sun there for months, possibly years in some of those uh, mega cities. All of a sudden they had clean skies, fresh air, and people were like, wow, this is great. And that was God's plan. From the beginning. Mm, give the planet a rest. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a really good point. And something else stood out to me as you were, you were saying that. And that is, one of it's just escaped me, but it will come back to me later. But the other thing that stands out is in this commandment, God says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Mm. We can't make a day holy. We can't make anything holy, but he calls us to keep it holy. And by 
to do so, he says, cease from your work, cease from your labors. So, um, I have, I find the Sabbath a tremendous blessing personally because I put my work aside. Yeah. I, I prepare for it, um, because, so I know the Sabbath's coming. So I do all the things that I have to do. You know, I fill the car up with petrol before it so that when Sabbath rolls around, I can just rest and enjoy the enjoy blessing the that rest. God placed on this day. And I, Reminds me of this, the second thing that I was originally going to share. And that is that God has placed a special blessing on the seventh day in Genesis. You know, we read it together. He blessed it, he rested, and he sanctified that day. And so it's kind of like, you know, if you want a special blessing from God, then you should keep the Sabbath and experience it for yourself. Because I like the illustration I heard someone use once. If I had seven Bibles and in the seventh Bible, I put, you know, maybe 10, $100 bills. Okay. Could you do that in my Bible? <laughs> I could if I had, you know, <laughs> but like you, you could get a blessing from reading any one mm. of the seven Bibles, but the se- the special blessing would be in reading the seventh Bible. Mm. You, you see, like just to illustrate. I love that. That's there's a great a, illustration. Yeah. There's a Sabbath blessing. Blessing that there's a special blessing that God has placed on this day, and it's for all of us to experience, no matter who we are. Mm. As you said, even the even the animals can experience a blessing. Of everything, everything that God created was designed by God to experience rest on the Sabbath day. And if I could just add this, you know, the word holy it means set apart. Yes, set apart for holy use or special use, something that is set apart. And it's interesting the word blessed. In the Hebrew, the word blessed is a holistic word. It's not just um, one or two-dimensional, but it's, it's, it's holistic. It encapsulates both physical rest, spiritual rest, emotional rest, and, and, and rest, you know, um, in every way, in every possible way. And you know what? Um, we all know, or we should know, that relationships are based on time. The yes. most precious commodity in relationships is time. Mm. And, uh, and you know that to be a fact when you, when you're dealing with COVID and you've got, you know, loved ones that have been separated for months, it's possibly, a, possibly a year. Yeah. They've been separated and they are desperate to, spend time together to connect to connect and sure we've got technology today and so on and so forth but you know relationships are based on time and so god says you know i want to develop a relationship with you we need uninterrupted time Mm -hmm. where you're not worried about your work you're not worried about any of those things it's just you and me it's special time so the sabbath's about yes special time with god to build up our relationship with him and with one another yeah and it's very special that god put it in time because we can have a sabbath blessing here in australia you can have it in New Zealand. You can have it wherever you are in the world. There is a Sabbath blessing. The Sabbath comes to you as a gift from God. Now I've got a question for you. Now here we go. When does the Sabbath come to you? Like, yeah, that's when a good does question. it begin? When does it end? Does the Bible have anything to say about that? It does. So we were talking a bit about this and we were reminded in Genesis how God created the world. Maybe we should look at that yeah, real sure. quickly. Um, Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, and I guess right at the beginning there, yeah. every, every day has it, but I think at the very beginning, where is it? Genesis 1, have you found the verse? Yeah, verse 5 maybe? Yeah, Genesis 1 oh. verse 5. Yeah, the Bible says, God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, so the evening and the morning were the first day. Mm. So what do you notice from that? 
Well, the day begins in the evening when the sun sets and the dark part of the day kicks in. That's when the day begins and it ends when the day comes to an end and evening begins once again. So so the Sabbath really is from sunset to sunset. And that's and a nice and easy, easy way to remember it. And Leviticus chapter 23 verse 32 actually says that. Um, you will you will keep your Sabbaths from one you know, evening from, to from evening. evening to evening, indeed, from point. evening to evening, and we know, and we know that um, the Sabbath begins when the sun sets because Jesus was crucified on Good Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, the women who who anointed him with with spices and so on and so forth uh, for burial. The Bible says because the Sabbath was drawing near, they weren't able to complete their work, and so they went home. And after the Sabbath, early the first day of the week. On Sunday morning, they came to finish the work, and obviously Jesus wasn't there. He was he was raised, you know, he was resurrected. But so the Sabbath we know from Genesis, and and all the way through to the experience of Jesus. Sorry, the experience of of Jesus Christ's disciples. They knew that the Sabbath begins Friday sunset all the way through to Saturday sunset. And that's why the Jews called Friday the preparation day. That's right. Well, that ain't, they didn't call it. God came up with that. It was a, was a preparation yeah. for the Sabbath. That's right. So That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, God called it that. So there's two other verses that I thought we could look yeah, at, absolutely. or maybe three, <laughs> in this part. The, this next one I thought of here about the Sabbath is in Exodus 31, verse 17. Mm, yes, that's a very important scripture. Shall I read? You yeah, go read for it? it. You go for it. It says, It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. So the Sabbath is a sign between God and his people. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about that last week when we looked at the seal of God, the seal and the sign. Uh, they are synonymous in Scripture. Uh, this reminds me of, and I mentioned this last week, Sharissa, when two people get married, not always, but often in our culture, it's certainly in the case with you and Justin, they give each other an outward sign on their wedding day to make it abundantly clear to all onlookers that they are no longer available. <laughs> a wedding ring. Yep. And what's a wedding ring? It's a simple sign. It's an outward sign that... You belong to someone. Mm-hmm. And so the Sabbath is a sign, an outward sign, that I publicly declare that I belong to someone. Mm, outward belong- sign of an inward commitment. Yeah, beautiful. I like that. An outward sign of an inward commitment. And, um, yeah, that we belong to God, the Creator God. Mm, powerful. And um, it says, he says here, it will be a sign between me and the children of Israel, or his people, forever. Forever. And it was forever intended to be a blessing. Um, I also like the fact that he rested and was refreshed. Mm. <laughs> That's really beautiful. Um, another verse mm-hmm. um, in Deuteronomy, you've got your Bible open there too. Oh, is Go that where you are too? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, tell us. In Deuteronomy, we have um, the Ten Commandments once again repeated. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the Sabbath commandment, there's a, there's a slight change. This yes. time... This time the Sabbath is is to commemorate something else. And do you want me to read it? Go ahead. Okay, so this is Deuteronomy chapter 5, and I'm beginning with verse 12. Instead of the word remember, it begins with the word observe. 
Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy, as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your ox, nor your donkey, nor any of your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates, that your, sorry, yeah, that is within who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. And remember, mm-hmm. is that word again, yep. and remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Wow. So here the Sabbath is in recognition that God released the children of Israel from slavery. That's right. And for us, the Sabbath reminds us that Jesus Christ alone, through his sacrifice and through his grace and his forgiveness and his power, releases us from the bondage of sin. Wow, isn't that amazing? And when you think about it, like we look at um, the deliverance of the children of Israel through the Red Sea, that's an amazing deliverance. But... There's an author who I really love, and she says that the greater deliverance happens when God delivers any one of us from sin. That is just as great, if not greater, than the parting of the Red Sea. That's far greater. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an amazing significance that is infused into the the meaning and the beauty of the Seventh-day Sabbath that God has made. And if I could just mention this, the, the, the sacrifice of Christ... And the creation of Christ, they are linked. They are linked in this very powerful way because at the end of the sixth day, the Bible says in Genesis, and God finished all of his work and he saw that it was very good. That's right. After Jesus completed the work of salvation as far as dying for our sins, being the perfect sacrifice, he cried out on the cross those three words, it is finished. finished. It is finished. So, so creation, Jesus Christ, as our creator, the mm-hmm. Bible says God created through through his son, Jesus Christ as our creator, as well as our redeemer, are linked together in the Sabbath. Beautiful. And Jesus rested in the tomb yes, on so, the Sabbath. So this is very powerful because, as you just pointed out, when God doesn't rest because he gets tired. No. God doesn't get tired. He doesn't sleep nor slumber. The Psalms tell us that. But he rests because he's finished. And so he was finished the work of creation on that sixth day in Genesis, and then he rested on the seventh day. And so too, as we look, as you just beautifully reminded us, at the cross of Jesus, he finishes the work of our redemption, I guess you could say. He pays that price in full. It is finished. On the sixth day, on Friday. On Friday, and he rests in the tomb on the Sabbath. Powerful. Wow. Um, we, uh, time is getting away, but we want to keep looking at some other gems in the Old Testament when we come back before we look at what the New Testament has to say. Because I'm sure there's someone listening and thinking, what about, you know, we're in the New Covenant now, Sabbath no longer applies. We want to address mm, some of those amen. things after the break. So stay with us. We have a song from Amy Cherry called My Day, and we pray that it is a blessing to you. As the sun disappears in the evening sky I can hear the melody of your smile 
harmony of your grace. Lead me in to listen to your holy word Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Looking Up, and we are uh, doing a wonderful reflection on Bible study on the Sabbath, the seventh-day Sabbath in Scripture, and the blessing it is to us from God, and the love that it communicates to us also. I mean, we serve a God who actually wants to spend time with us, who wants to have a relationship with His creatures, us. And so, um, we're just stepping through and unpacking what this means and what it looks like in Scripture, and it's been really a blessing. I'm learning things. 
And so there was another verse that we wanted to look at in the Old Testament that really um, adds some extra beauty and meaning to this this subject. And you want to tell us about it? Sure, I'll read it. It's from Exodus, sorry, Exodus, Isaiah chapter fifty six, verses six and seven. But before I read it, just a, just a, a word of intro, and that is, uh, there are many who who feel that and believe mistakenly that the Sabbath was given by God to the Jews mm. and that it was a sign between God and the Jewish nation, mm-hmm. even though we have it at creation when there were no Jews, just Adam and Eve. But even so, they, they, they have come to that conclusion that it was just for the Jewish nation. However, this scripture we're about to read um, makes it abundantly clear that the Sabbath was given by God for all people. All and right. that's why it's in the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are not just for Jews. It's they are they are universal for all because they are the foundation of God's government. Amen. So Isaiah fifty six verses six and seven it says, God here speaking, also the sons of the foreigner who join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord to be his servants, everyone who keeps from defiling the Sabbath and holds fast my covenant, even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Wow, I remember hearing those words. Yeah, it sounds like Jesus in the Gospels. That's he really, exactly he created right. This. And that's a great springboard for us to, to think about what you just said, even in a New Testament context. I'm knocking the mic here. Um, in Mark chapter 2, verse 27 uh, and 28, there's a, Jesus said an amazing thing because you just said, you know, the Ten Commandments were for everyone and this, this is going to reinforce it. Jesus himself said this. He says in Mark 2, 27 and 28, Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord, is also Lord of the Sabbath. Mm. So the Sabbath is not for the Jews. It's not for the New Zealanders. It's for everybody. It's for mankind. Amen. Amen. And the word there in the Greek for man is the word anthropos. So women included. Women included. <laughs> and we get our word anthropology from that Greek word anthropos, which is the study of humanity. And so, yeah, the, the Sabbath was given by God for all. And, you know, this is how I look at it, Sharissa. Uh, marriage. Where do we find the origins of the institution of marriage? Where? In Genesis. In Genesis, at creation. You know, God made male and female and brought them together and God said, you know, let them be one. Flesh. And so marriage comes to us from the Garden of Eden and God blessed the marriage institution. Mm -hmm. The Bible is very clear. God blessed the marriage institution. So if the Sabbath that comes to us from creation is only for one group of people, then Marriage must be for that one group of people also. But the last time I checked, we're all into marriage. <laughs> Every right. culture is into marriage. So the Sabbath was designed as a blessing for all. That's right. And Jesus makes it abundantly clear here by saying the Sabbath was given by God for all of humanity. And to prove his point, Jesus even kept the Sabbath. He did. He kept it in his life. The Bible says, as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to Where is that? Read. That's in Luke chapter Yeah, I was just four. looking for that. I reference. think it's in Luke chapter 4, verse 16, if I remember correctly, somewhere there. All right. 
We will find it when we find yes, it. Yes, you are spot on. Was it? Yep. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Yes. yes, it is. It says, And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as was his one-off time, it says, as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Of course, and he is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is the one that gave us the Sabbath day. He is the one that signed off on the Sabbath to to begin with. And it's interesting, Sharissa, um, as I did a study on the Sabbath, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we read earlier that Jesus said, you know, the Sabbath was made man, not for not man for the Sabbath. And in another place, Jesus said, it is good to do good yes. on the Sabbath because Jesus was accused of breaking the Sabbath because he healed individuals on the Sabbath. And what's fascinating to me is that when you take a look at the Sabbath miracles that Jesus performed in the Gospels, guess guess how many there are? Seven. Seven, yes, <laughs> seven. And seven is the perfect number. Now, I'm sure Jesus performed many more Sabbath miracles, but the Gospel writers were inspired by the Holy Spirit to record seven separate um, Sabbath miracles. And each one of those, interestingly enough, Sharissa, is not an urgent case. Mm. Not one of those Sabbath miracles was an individual who was in, who was on, on life support mm-hmm. or in ICU. These were, these were issues that could have been dealt with on the Friday or on the Sunday That's or on the really Monday or on the Tuesday. But Jesus did not want his precious, um, you know, human beings that he created in, in his own image to suffer one more minute than they needed to. Amen. Even if it wasn't life-threatening. So Jesus showed what the true principle of the Sabbath is, which is to do good, to love, to show kindness, mercy, and to bring healing and hope Mm -hmm. in the lives of of all. Yeah, because I I think at the time, especially the Sabbath, the true meaning of the Sabbath had been lost sight of, and it it had become buried under lots of tradition and formalism, and then Jesus comes along. Man-made rules and regulations. Yeah, and he comes along and he says, no, 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 this is what it's about. And as you said, doing good, showing the love of God to others and experiencing that love also. That's powerful. And you know, what you also mentioned there about those Sabbath miracles, it's very interesting if you look at the Gospels, I've I've made a note in my Bible in the Gospel of Mark, that it was after um, Jesus, what he did on the Sabbath that got people upset. That's when they started to consolidate against him and plan Mm. and start plotting his death. Which is interesting too, in light of um, Revelation 13 study that we did last week. You know, the issue at the end is over worship, and those who don't do what the beast says and, and worship the beast in his image, well, they won't be able to buy or sell even, and you know, could will be faced with a death, mm. even like uh, on threat of on pain of death. Like it's just following what happened in the life of Jesus too. Like that, uh, the life of Christ. And and why he was put on the cross, ultimately, one of the major reasons, if not the main reason, um, was certainly his, you know, his claim to be God mm. um, and, and the one who is able to say, I am Lord of the Sabbath. Mm. And at the end of time, that's going to be the sticking point as well. So, mm. you know, the parallels are just They're powerful everywhere. and phenomenal. And, and in having those parallels, we also have an example to follow too. Mm. And we Jesus is, has set for us a shining example. Yeah. Um, not only did, is there anything else in the life of Jesus? Because we've talked about um, him doing good on the Sabbath. We've talked about how he stood up in the synagogue and he read on the Sabbath day to read. We've talked about how on the cross um, he died and 
and he rested in the tomb on the Sabbath. I'm thinking that the Sabbath was um, something that Jesus thought was important too in Matthew 24. Yes, that's, that's a very good point there. Um, I think it's Matthew 24, 15 offhand. Okay. I could be wrong, but this we'll see. Well, it's very close to verse 15. It's verse uh, 16, 17. 20. 20, 20, sorry, verse 20. All right, so I'll read it and you can comment. (laughs) All right, so Matthew 24, verse 20. Jesus says, And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Now, what's what's this a reference to? This is a reference to uh, the destruction of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. In Matthew 24, we have Jesus giving signs concerning the his coming and the end of the world, as well as uh, the the same signs, but on a local level concerning the destruction of Jer- uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, the siege of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple ultimately, and you know where Jerusalem would be overtaken by the Romans. And Jesus said that when that day comes, when the Romans surround the city and you have that reprieve, you know, Luke speaks of the reprieve, uh, when you will be able to flee mm-hmm. and what the sign will be for you to be able to flee. And, and we don't have time to get into that. But Jesus says, don't flee on the Sabbath day or in winter, which makes sense, mm-hmm. but don't flee on the Sabbath day, pray that your flight will not be on the Sabbath. So this is 40 years after the crucifixion. You know, Jesus died um, in 30 AD and, uh, sorry, 31 AD, and uh, the Romans sacked Jerusalem and destroyed the temple in 70 AD, 39 years later. So Jesus was anticipating before his death that 40 years after his death, the Sabbath was going to be still important. Absolutely. And still relevant. And Absolutely. they should be praying that they wouldn't have to flee the city yeah. on that day. Yeah. Well, all the way through uh, the New Testament in the book of Acts, you know, yes. you have uh, the Christians worshiping and meeting each and every Sabbath day. In fact, I've got a scripture here regarding the Apostle Paul. You mentioned earlier uh, that scripture from Luke chapter 4, verse 16, that speaks of Christ as his custom was. Mm-hmm. You know, he mm-hmm. went and worshipped on the Sabbath. It uses the same language to refer to Paul. In Acts 17, verse 2, it says, Then Paul, as his custom was, went into them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures. And so uh, Paul reasoned um, from the scriptures each and every Sabbath with not only Jews, but the, but the New Testament um, author um, uh, Luke in Acts, he also says, and Gentiles and all, all who wanted to hear the good news of the gospel came out from one Sabbath to another. Mm, that's powerful. And there's many references in the book of Acts about the disciples and the early church worshipping on the Sabbath day, the seventh day Sabbath, um, which is really amazing. So the Sabbath, as we've seen so far, it's like a golden thread that runs from Genesis right through. Um, can we see its significance in Revelation? I oh, think we absolutely. can. You, you quoted from Revelation 14.7 and... You know, worship him who made heaven and earth to see in the springs of water. Right. Revelation fourteen seven is is pretty much a word for word quote from the fourth commandment mm-hmm. in Exodus twenty. So the Sabbath is this golden thread that Absolutely. runs from Genesis right through to Revelation. And uh, some people say, ah, oh, they dismiss it as old covenant or done away with. What would you say to that? Well, the truth is, the ten commandments were given by God written by his very own finger, and it was to be the the template for how we do life. 
as people of God all the way down through the ages. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Sabbath is no longer relevant for Christians, if the Sabbath is part of the old covenant, then all the other nine commandments would likewise be part of the old covenant and would not be relevant to Christians today. So that mm-hmm. means we throw out honoring your mother and your father, we throw out thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not steal, and so on and so forth. You can't throw one out without throwing all of them out because the same God wrote with his same finger on two tablets of stone, all Ten Commandments. Mm, and and so, they're not multiple choice. Not. And you know what? Uh, there's a scripture in Hebrews. Uh, let's go over there. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 and verses uh, 4 and 9 in particular. We won't take the time to read the whole passage. But in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 4 and 9, this is what it says. For he, speaking of God has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day. Okay, so the seventh day here is being referred to in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. So what day are we speaking of? The seventh seventh day, day, Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Okay, then in verse 9, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. It's so crystal clear. Mm -hmm. And that word there remains, I looked it up in the original Greek, and guess what? It's in the continuous tense. Mm. It's in the continuous tense. So the author of the book of Hebrews, and he's writing to Christians, this is New Covenant Christians, he says the Sabbath will continue to remain for the people of God. So if you are part of the people of God, you are blessed to continue to enjoy the Sabbath. Amen. All of these verses are springing to my mind as we're talking about the continuity of the Sabbath. Thinking, too, of another verse in Isaiah. Yeah. Isaiah chapter 66, and this is what the Bible says in verse 23, And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, speaking of the new earth, mm-hmm. the earth made new, and from one, so from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Amen. So we'll be keeping the Sabbath in heaven. Amen. We may as well get in the habit down here. That's right. Well, why wouldn't you want to partake of God's blessings? You know what I like to say, Sharissa? Mm. If God is handing out his blessings, I want to be at the front of the queue. (laughs) I want to be at the front of the queue. So um, uh, when God blesses you, it is just awesome and you want to be there to experience it and receive it. Amen. We'll come back with some more after this news break and we will answer some really important questions that some people might be asking in regards to the Sabbath. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. I'm Robbie Bergen, and I'm inviting you to tune into my brand new show right here on Faith FM, The Faith Experiment. Join me as I share with you my personal experiment with faith and how September 11, 2001 helped shape my worldview. I've got great giveaways, so join me on Mondays right after the breakfast show right here on Faith FM. 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Looking Up with Danny and Charissa, and we've been studying the subject of the Sabbath. We've been through the verses in Genesis and Exodus and got all the way to Revelation. We see that it is a golden thread that runs right through the whole Bible, and we see that Jesus kept the Sabbath, the disciples and the early church kept the Sabbath, and there's even a call that, well, there is a call for us to keep it too. It's in the Ten Commandments, and, and a reminder too that in the earth made new in Isaiah, Mm. Chapter 65, no, verse chapter 66, we will be keeping the Sabbath in heaven as well. So, so much um, on this subject, but I'm sure that there is going to be someone listening somewhere who's thinking to themselves, I think Danny and Charissa have missed some important Bible verses which could unravel all of this Bible study. So we need to probably spend this next segment of our program unpacking and addressing some of those common questions. And uh, the first uh, question, which I guess we should look at, is, well, okay, Sabbath is important, but what if I have to work on that day, and can't I keep another day holy? Doesn't, you know, isn't just one day as good as another? What would you say to that? That's a very good question. Um, and, yeah, there are individuals who, who face immense pressures, um, and, and one of the greatest is being able to provide for your family. Uh, putting food on the table, and for some they may feel, yeah, the Sabbath um, just doesn't enable them to do that because of their work commitments. I believe, and I've had this discussion with, with, with individuals down, down through the years, that if we put our faith and trust in God, it's a matter of faith and trust in God. If we choose Amen. by God's grace to put him first, mm. um, the first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me, Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If we put our faith and trust in God, he will honor us. He has promised, I will take care of you. I take care of the birds, I will take care of you. So it's a matter of putting your faith and trust in God and believing that he will not let you down. You may Amen. lose, you may lose that job, mm. possibly, or you may not. Your, your employer, um, of the, I, I have the experience of a, of a young lady that I'm doing Bible studies with, um, at the moment with her husband and she was faced with that very situation. We did the Bible study on the Sabbath. She was convicted and she was working for a, a large building company and her work entailed her to work on Sabbath every single Saturday, and uh, she ended up having to leave that job. But within days, um, her old boss at a previous, um, at, at a previous um, company where she worked offered her uh, work, and he offered her even better conditions wow. than what she had. And now <laughs> she keeps, now she's able to, to enjoy the blessings each and every Sabbath day. So, so God will make a way because God has the resources of all of heaven. Amen. And so trust him. He will see you through. Be faithful to him and, and he'll be faithful to you. He won't let you down. I really like how you drew that, um, drew our focus to the relationship that the Sabbath highlights. We, when we keep the Sabbath, it's a sign of relationship that we love God and we, uh, we share a relationship with Him. And if you love God and if your relationship is, you know, you're trusting in Him, then you will be able to trust Him in this too. And He, it's a, it's like an adventure in trusting God. <laughs> and in the end, and in the end, um, as we discovered last week, Sharissa, um, if you want to buy and sell, uh, you will need to be willing uh, 
um, to turn your back mm. on the seventh day Sabbath and honoring God and keeping that day holy and and giving your allegiance to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you will be relying, you know, you'll re- you'll be relying on man rather than God. I would rather rely on God. Amen. And if that means God has to bring down manna from heaven again to feed you <laughs> as he did in Exodus chapter 16, for 40 years God miraculously fed the children of Israel. And by the way, there was did, a lot of them. There was a lot of them, about 2 million or so. Um, but there was no manna that fell on the seventh day Sabbath. Instead, they were to collect twice as much on Friday and it and it remained wholesome and it remained good on Sabbath, whereas on all the other previous days, if they kept it overnight, it would spoil and there would be all sorts of stuff that you don't want to eat yeah. in the manner. And actually on that note, the story of the manner in Exodus 16, the Bible does record that some people didn't listen to what God surprise, said surprise. through the prophet Moses. Human nature. <laughs> they went out on the seventh day to gather the manna, but they went out, and the Bible says in verse 27, they found none. And I'll just read the next mm, verse because it. it says, And the Lord said to Moses, How long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore he gives you on the sixth day bread for two days. And then he says, Let every man remain in his place and goes on. So the people rested on the seventh day sabbath yeah um just very clear there the the blessing that god has placed on the seventh day it makes it different and separate and unique from all other days even thinking of um naaman Mm. when he had leprosy he, he was told to dip in that muddy jordan river seven times and it was on the seventh time that the healing mm. came yeah. had he just stopped at the sixth time you know <laughs> he couldn't he would have missed out on the blessing of healing elijah prayed so seven this, times for rain and yeah. it was the seventh time that he prayed that god brought the rain so there is a blessing in doing what god says Indeed. you can't replace it you with know anything. what god will never let you down amen god will never let you down and uh and, and i love the response of the three hebrews the three yes. worthies you know are facing the fiery furnace they said our god whom we serve he can deliver us he can save us he can he he, he can save our lives but even if he does not we will serve him. We will not worship and bow down to your image, King Nebuchadnezzar. And the truth is, many Sabbath keepers down through the centuries, Sharissa, as well as in our day today, are willing to give up their very lives, not just their work, but their very lives, and they do. Mm. But one day they will hear the words of Jesus himself saying, Well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. You were faithful in the few things that I invited you to be faithful. Come, and enter the joy of your Lord. And you know what? We're going to look back and we're going to say it was all worth it. It was Amen. all worth it and I'll do it all again in a, in a blink of an eye. And the reason we do it is because God said it. Yeah. And because God loves us. And, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's an issue of allegiance. Mm-hmm. It really um, is. It's worship. the same thing that happened in the Garden of Eden That's when right. Adam and Eve, you know, Eve, Ate from a tree that God said not to touch. That's right. And so we just simply have to do what God says because yeah. He loves us and there's a blessing in what He yeah. has. All right. So we need to get to some other common objections to mm-hmm. the Sabbath ints. And I see you've got a Bible verse open here. So we'll go to this one first. Some people say that Romans 14, um, verses 5 and 6 would suggest that we may not have to, like every day is as good as the other. So do you want to okay. tell us about that? All right. Should I read it or just, or just comment on it? Maybe. Yeah, we've got we've got time to read it. Okay. It says one person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. 
He who observes the day observes it to the Lord, and he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks, and he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and give God thanks. Hmm. This scripture here has nowhere the mention of the Sabbath. Um, now, we need to remember that that the context here is eating and drinking mm-hmm. uh, primarily. And so, you know, the Jews, they, they fasted. And there was a debate amongst uh, the Jews as to what days were the right days to fast on. And you had, you know, really serious Jews, really committed Jews who would fast twice a week. Not once a week, but twice a week. You remember the publican mm-hmm. and the Pharisee? They go into church together. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the Pharisee says, thank you, I'm not like this because I like this publican, but I fast twice a week. And so nothing at all about the Sabbath in here. So, so the day of observance is not dealing with the Sabbath because it's clear what day the Sabbath is. According to the commandment, it's the seventh day of the week. According to Genesis, it's the seventh day of the week. It's talking more about fast days. It's talking about fast not days. Sabbath days. No, definitely not. So okay. that's so that's that, a, that's that's the answer to that. Okay. Well, in a nutshell, that was a good nutshell. Um, how about Colossians two verses? I've got here in my Bible highlighted. Um, 16 and 17, is it? Yeah, 14 I might start it. Well, why don't you read it and, okay. then, we'll, and then we'll briefly so here, comment on it. So here is what it says. It says, Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it, that is Jesus, out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. Okay, um, here we have here we have the reference to the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Now we need to understand that uh, there is the seventh day Sabbath, yep. as well as the ceremonial Sabbaths. Okay, okay so one is part of the Ten Commandments yep. in God's um, in you know part of God's holy law, part of the Ten Commandments, part of the covenant that God made with not only the children of Israel, but with all of humanity. The other one is part of the the ceremonies and the festivals that the children of Israel observed. You know, um, like, you know, the the different Sabbaths. Like, for example, the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement was always a Sabbath, okay? It was a day set apart. And if it happened, if the Day of Atonement happened to fall on the seventh-day Sabbath, it was called a High Sabbath, Mm. a High Sabbath. Mm -hmm. So... This is not the seventh-day Sabbath being done away with. These are the ceremonial Sabbaths that are being done away with because Jesus Christ, as it says, nailed them to the cross. So when Jesus died, we no longer need to observe the sacrifices. We no longer need to observe those drink offerings and so on and so forth that are mentioned there as well as all those ceremonial Sabbaths mm-hmm. because Jesus, through his sacrifice, fulfilled them because the sacrifice, the sacrificial system and all that it entailed pointed to Jesus. That's right. That's why the, the veil in the temple was ripped. That's exactly what I was going to say next. And so that is uh, clear evidence that we are no longer under that old covenant. And that's what the old covenant is all about. Mm. It's, it's that covenant made uh, based on the sacrificial system but not on the Sabbath day, which is part of God's Ten Commandments. A big, big difference. Mm. There's a lot more that we can say, but, yeah, we're dealing once again with the ceremonial 
and the moral. And there's a very that's really important that people are aware of that as they study their Bibles. Yeah. And there's a very very clear distinctions. One penned by Moses, written by Moses, and the other one spoken by God, written by God in stone, placed inside the ark, existed before sin, holy and just and good, everlasting, and it's called the law of liberty. Absolutely. Whereas this is against us. The yeah. Sabbath nowhere in Scripture is said to be uh, against us. And actually, it was yeah. So many things, yeah. so many differences. All right, that was a good answer. So, and by the way, just quickly, Leviticus chapter twenty-three. Leviticus yep. chapter twenty-three uh, showcases God's seventh-day Sabbath as well as the ceremonial Sabbaths. Right. So it's all there if you want to check out that entire chapter. There's just one other one that I think might be burning in somebody's heart, and that's in Acts twenty. We've got only one minute and twenty-four seconds left. Well, to you're going to have one. to tell the story real quick. So it says on um, Acts twenty verses seven to eleven, it says that. On the first day of the week, the disciples were all gathered together and Paul was preaching to them until midnight in an upper room. And a young man who was listening, he sat on the windowsill, fell asleep and fell down and he fell down dead. Um, Paul went down, he prayed over him and he came back to life. And verse 11 says, Now when he had come up and had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, even till daybreak he departed. And some people say, well, there you go. The New Testament church is meeting on the Sabbath. No, they weren't. They were actually meeting on oh, sorry, Saturday on, night. They might be meeting on Sunday. On Sunday, on that's Sunday. What yeah, saying. first day of the week. It's at night, so it's um, according to the biblical reckoning. It's Saturday night, and you can have a worship service on any day of the week. That's, right. um, that's not a problem. You can pray and you can sing songs to the Lord on any day of the week. We but should that, worship Him every day. Every day, indeed. But the seventh day Sabbath is the only day that God set apart as holy, and and He blessed it. Mm. There is no other day of the week. And the very next day, the Bible records where Paul went on a long journey, and you, he wouldn't have done that That's if right. it was Sabbath. That's exactly right. So, all right, well, we've run out of time, but that was rapid-fire questions coming to you, Danny. And uh, we're going to be back right after this song. That's one of my favorites, Remember the Sabbath um, by Lady Love and Reggie Smith.
love that song. Oh, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, it's your favourite. It's favorite. my favourite Sabbath song. My <laughs> favourite Sabbath song. It might be mine too, but you can have it today. <laughs> Uh, such a beautiful song. Look, we've really enjoyed um, this Bible study together on looking up on the Sabbath and the beauty that, that it is and that it stands for and that it reminds us that we are made by God and we are loved by God and He has redeemed us and even reminds us that He's coming back for us Amen. to take us to be Amen. with Him in heaven where Throughout eternity, we will be remembering the Sabbath day to keep it holy with mm. Him there. So it's just very special. And I just, I just thought of one thing. I oh, go ahead. You know, we've had six thousand years of sin mm. and history on this planet, mm. but this planet's going to rest for a thousand years. The Bible says in Revelation twenty, the millennium, where this world will rest for a thousand years, where we spend that in heaven before God with all His people comes back to this earth, and we and He creates this earth anew. Brand new, recreates, and then we'll spend eternity together. And then we will continue to worship Him from Sabbath to Sabbath. Ah, can't wait. Can't wait. I love that. And so we want to appeal to all of our listeners, if this is something you've heard for the first time, or maybe you've heard about it before, we want to encourage you to study into this subject further and to go deeper, because there's still more to just Mm, so many other Bible verses that can support what we've been looking at today. We want to remind you of a free offer. It's uh, it's a book by Doug Batchelor. It's called How to Keep the Sabbath Holy. And uh, it's a wonderful book. If this is new to you, you want to get your hands on it and it's available to the first caller in era or the texter in era for free the first one in and again the number to call is 1-800-324-843 or you can text in um, to 0491-064-669 and you will get a free copy of that book by Doug Batchelor. Um, I guess before we close with prayer, um, is there any final comments you want to, you know, highlight? Well, the final comment I just want to um, point out and a reminder for next week because the title of this book, How to Keep the Sabbath Holy, is that correct? How to Keep the Sabbath Holy. Next week, Sharissa is going to lead us on an exciting journey where we are going to do a Bible study and we're going to look at a lot of practicalities of how do we keep the Sabbath holy? You know, the blessings associated with that. So you want to be tuning in next week because we're going to continue this exciting journey on the Sabbath. I can't wait to to look at that journey. And I guess for me today, there's so many um, things and points that we could reflect on as being special. But I love how clear the Bible is. Like when you just follow what the Bible says, it's very clear. And um, I think that the Sabbath is a blessing. I don't want to miss out on every week. For, I, I love the Sabbath. For me, for me, it's about relationship. Yes. It's about relationship. I just thank God that he loves me so much that he wants to spend a whole day with me. And That's just phenomenal. The God of the universe who's created everything, he loves me that much. He wants to spend 24 hours of uninterrupted time with me. Amen. That's awesome. That is powerful. Well, um, would you like to close out in prayer for our program and also for our listeners? Sure, I'd love to. Father in heaven, we thank you again for the blessings of being in your word. We ask and pray that as we continue to partake of your precious word, that your blessings will continue to flow into our hearts and then flow out of our hearts into the lives of those around us. Bless each listener, Father. Lead and guide them until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you again for joining us from wherever you've been joining us today. We look forward to having you back for our continuing study in the Looking Up um, slot next week on Wednesday. Same time, uh, same place for us, but wherever you are will be wherever you are. 
And we just want to remind you as we close out that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith looks up. And in this show, we are looking up to Jesus. Amen. We are Amen. looking at His Word and we are being blessed every time by being reminded that we serve a God, as you said, who loves us and He's coming soon to take us to be with Him in His kingdom and we can't wait. So may God bless you all and we look forward to seeing you again next week, hearing you or just having you with us next week. God bless you all. Goodbye. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there for me.